Hayes, welcome to the broadcast. Hello. It always brings me much joy when you turn around that way. Did you, did you like my dramatic turn? I did. <laughs> uh, I was really going for it. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for being on Lunch Plus today. We are very excited to have you here with us. If you would, please go ahead and comment. Tell us who you are, where you're watching from, and right now, share the broadcast. It's going to be such a good day. I'm really excited about it because oh, yeah. we've got awesome stuff in store. And we got a lot of new stuff today, too. Yeah, we do. Let's talk about what's coming up today for the What's Right <laughs> broadcast. We have... Will it mask? We got some very interesting mask, and we want to find out, will this mask today? And then uh, after that, we have some good news. Find out what's good uh, today with good news. And then after that, we're going to take some time to pray, see God move uh, in this place. And then after prayer, we're having some dad joke battles. I'm telling you, this is going to be like Pastor Nicole's favorite thing. <laughs> Because we're going into some corny jokes. You might, you're going to laugh. I guarantee it. And then after that, we have our next installment of The Man Who Would Be King. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and what's awesome with the dad joke battles, I have some like hidden information. I'm not going to tell you everything, but it's a face-off. It's a literal face-off yeah. between Abigail and Kevin. Kevin. Who can keep themselves from laughing. It's going to be really good. Make sure you don't miss that one. But right now, as you know, we have... Family chat time, mm -hmm. and this week we have been talking about would you eat it, and honestly, this has been a very controversial, like, questions. I didn't realize that, I should have realized, food is like the great equalizer or polarizer. <laughs> it's a great divider. <laughs> it's a great divider. People either unite mm -hmm. or they super separate. So, so as, as we start going into these guys, <laughs> yes. comment, comment, comment. We, we want to beat our record for, uh, for reaching 100 comments today. Yes, we so, sure do. So give us as many comments as you can. Start off with just telling us your favorite color and then we'll get into this. See if you can be our 100th commenter. But right now it's mm. time for would you eat it? Tell us whether or not you would eat this. Very first thing. Okay, I would not do this. I'm going to describe this to you. I saw this in a picture on BuzzFeed, and people take cake, and they put it in a bowl like it's That's cereal. Nice. So would you eat cake like you eat cereal? So, so do they Whoa. just take a thing of cake, just plop it in a bowl of milk, and then just kind of break it up and eat it? Yeah. I, like I, honestly, cereal. Honestly, I would do it. That actually sounds like mm. it would be actually, the more I think about it, I don't like spongy, like whenever it's like, slimy mm -hmm. you know but I would try it no no I would not um Johnny says no Ke Kevin said I would not eat cake this way Holly says why not she'd try it William says no Rachel 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 says that sounds great I would mm. totally do that Rachel like if you put sugar in your milk maybe no. that would make it a little bit more mm -mm. tolerable mm-mm mm-mm Hey, Miss Cindy. Miss Cindy's watching from Plainville, Georgia. It's good to have you on today. Good yeah, to I you. think this is gross. I don't even like cake when it gets soggy from ice cream. Like mm. in my head, I, I don't like that. It's not pleasurable for me. So yeah. that's not something I'm doing. See, for the longest time when people would say, what's your favorite food? I would say, does cake count? <laughs> and then like 50% of the time they would be like, no, give me something real. I'm like, but cake is real food. 
So if you ever want to know, you know, outside of steak, cake is my favorite food. You know, this brings up a good point. Rachel says that soggy from ice cream cake is the best. This, are you an ice cream See, cake person? Because I'm not, which may be why this sounds disgusting to me. Are you guys ice cream cake people? If you're voting yes, do you like that too? Is that what it is? Are you like soggy cereal people? Yeah, I'm not I guess a soggy that's like the question. person. You know, if you like soggy cereal, I guess you could like soggy cake because that's basically what you're doing is you're just eating really sugary soggy cereal yeah i'm also not a person that'll drink it from the bowl either like the oh i'll do that no I i'll do, do that. that okay next question dun 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 okay i would also <laughs> peanut butter and cheese hundred percent yes i do this today like I've, I've i did this a couple days ago i would say like 25 percent yes if, if we're doing percentages, not yes or no. That just sounds... <laughs> see, like, okay, so... Hold on, guys, we're getting input. This just in. Breaking news. If Pastor just said, sorry, we're... No, you're good. Do you want to announce it or no, do you no, want me to ahead. announce it? Pastor just said, whoever the hundredth commenter is, they get a gift card. Ta-da! This just in. Breaking news, everybody. The stakes just got real and higher. Make sure you're commenting fast. I, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just picturing someone being like, like period, enter, period, enter, period, enter. <laughs> don't do I'm that. I'm just going to go like this until I get 100 comments. Don't, don't do that. So going back to the peanut butter and cheese thing. So I do this. Now I do this. And I will say I've done this with a plethora of types of cheeses and very mm. sharp cheese and peanut butter goes very well together. I've said this before on the broadcast. I'm going to stick with it. It's good. William says that mm. seems interesting. Paul says no. Paul also doesn't eat regular cake, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, Rachel says cheese and peanut butter should not be put together. It sounds gross. Well, you See, just I, wanted to eat soggy cake. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm just one of those people who <laughs> I don't like eating cheese by itself anyway. Like, really? if it's on pizza, cool. If it's on, like, a cheeseburger, cool. If it's on, I don't know what else you put cheese <laughs> on. Oh, but, like, like, the cheese sticks, I won't eat that. Like, Interesting. I just, like, I don't, I don't understand why people would just sit there with, like, a block of cheese and cut it and eat it. That's just not, I, I just don't see it. That's why this doesn't sound good to me, though. Um, so I have, we have two very great comments. Kevin says, okay, so we have a trend going here, but Vermont sharp cheddar with anything is awesome. Fact. Kevin and I bonded over this the other day. And William, <laughs> William says, do you consider cheese a loaf of milk? I haven't, but now I probably will until Buddy looks up what the definition of loaf is <laughs> and then it goes away. <laughs> well, I don't know. A loaf is probably just a conglomerate I don't I don't know <laughs> I'm not gonna google it right now maybe later okay next combination of food I don't know why flaming hot Cheetos are such a thing but ice cream and flaming hot Cheetos I'm having like flashbacks my nose is hurting I'm glad that Just you explained about what that was flaming hot Cheetos I didn't know what that sound was supposed to be um, so for those of you <laughs> who don't know I had to shove flaming hot Cheetos up my nose for What's unfortunate? For what's unfortunate. It's true. And that was not fun. So anytime we talk about Flaming Hot Cheetos, which this is like the third time it's come up it's this true. week. Okay, Holly says she would not do this. Johnny would not do this. Rachel says she would try it, but it doesn't sound delicious. Um, yeah, no, I, I, don't think I, would, I don't think I would eat this. I don't like Flaming Hot Cheetos as it is. Mm -hmm. It may not be bad with 
the right type of ice cream, like just plain, just plain like, vanilla or plain chocolate, like y'all yeah. did the chocolate and do it. the other day. I'd do it. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. That sounds like it'd be decent. I, I would try it. Decent. It would be decent. I don't decent. think it'd be something I'd do regularly. <laughs> Paul says, nope. William says he wouldn't. Kevin says, no. Well, Paul, you remember how good the, the chocolate dip flaming hot Cheeto was? I mean, put that in chocolate ice cream. Yeah. It'd be somewhat decent. similar. It'd, it'd be, be decent. decent. <laughs> oh, here we go, Pastor. A loaf, a noun noun, loaf. Loaf, noun noun. <laughs> Plural noun, loaves, loaves, a quantity of bread that is shaped and baked into one piece, usually sliced before being eaten. So if, if, it, if a loaf has to be bread, then a cheese milk loaf is not a loaf. I want to change... I want to change the definition. You can go on Wikipedia and change anything. So I'm just going to go into Wikipedia later and be like, <laughs> just either it. a loaf of bread or cheese. <laughs> a loaf of cheese. A loaf of milk. <laughs> okay, do we have another food combination? Um, oh, Kevin. No, there's actually, I think they put breading in meatloaf. I've never, I Ke don't Kevin meatloaf. said, so meatloaf is not a loaf? It's a loaf of meat. Oh, here we go. Oh, wow. Another one. A loaf is a usually rounded or oblong mass oblong. of food, um, typically and originally of bread. It's <laughs> common to bake bread, blah, 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 blah. But basically, in a sense, a if a loaf is a, ma is a mass of food, technically, cheese would be considered milk loaf. a milk loaf. That's what I'm going to call it from now on. Can yeah. I have some milk loaf, please? Can, can, can I have some extra milk loaf on my spaghetti, please? Parmesan milk loaf. Oh, the ways we could go. Okay, next. Oh, the places we can go. <laughs> I so I was wait. I was hoping we had this mm. one yesterday. When you said ramen, ramen oh. noodles and Kraft mac and cheese powder. So, Absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I've never done it with the mac and cheese powder, but I've done it with like Velveeta. This was when I was in college, and that was gross. But See, um, it goes but I loved it. I loved it. I I think that could go well. Yes. My wife probably would never try that because she just hates all fake cheeses, all, I, all fake milk loaves. All fake milk loaves. Mm -hmm. I Holly says she would try it. Johnny wouldn't try it. Rachel says, "Whoa, I've never thought of that. I want to try it. Let's do it." So Let's I had the same exact it. reaction to Rachel when I found this online. Mm -hmm. For I've had this in my back pocket for two or three weeks now, and every time I have walked in the grocery store, I have to put down my flesh of <laughs> "Let's buy ramen and macaroni and cheese Just right to try now." It. Yeah. <laughs> William says it seems weird. Yep. I feel like it would be amazing. Oh, I, I feel like it would taste good. Yes. It's, yes. <laughs> that's, that's really the extent of it. Would Kevin it be says good? he's out. Kevin enjoyed the chocolate-covered shrimp, and this is where you're out? I don't understand. Natalie would try it. Um, William wants to know if we've ever put the chicken powder in ramen in popcorn. It's amazing. I have not tried that. I've never tried that, nor will I ever. But I'm Never really, will I ever. <laughs> but I'm really excited to go home and try it, it soon. Like, when I'm not fasting, that'll be something that's, that's done. Um... Okay, well, I think that's all of our food conglomerations that we have for today. I really want to try the cheese and ramen. Like, it, mm. I'll, I'll keep yeah. you guys no, posted on how it goes, for sure. But right yeah. now, I'm so sorry. Were you talking? No, it's okay. You were? No, it's I'm right. sorry. No, I, I, at this point, though, <laughs> I, for, I forgot completely what I was going to say. Like, 
So I was, I was like trying to draw it out dramatically until it came back, but it never came back. It never came back. So Maybe it will later. But right now, <laughs> while Buddy's thinking of what he was trying to say, it is time to hop into our Lunch Plus segment. Remember, the first person to help us reach 100 comments that comes through on our end and it says, you've hit the 100th comment, that person's going to win a gift card today. Be that person. Comment. Be that person. Let's chat throughout the whole broadcast. Let us know what you're thinking. Maybe not what you're doing. I mean, yeah, tell us who, where you're watching from, but we love you very much. It's time to hop into today's broadcast, and it's going to be a good one. Up first is going to be Will It Mask. We'll see you in just a couple seconds. Hey guys, welcome back to Lunch Plus. We are super excited to have you today, and we have an awesome episode in store for you. Right now, we have Will It Mask? And look, masks have been a hot topic. We're going to tell you if household items would work for you when it comes to masks. After masks, we are going to find out what's good. What is good in the hood? I can't keep going. What is good today? <laughs> I was gonna what is good rapping. is the aftermath of the aftermask. Whoa. What's Boom. Good? <laughs> and after what's good, we're going to do our daily confessions. Make sure that you join us. It's going to be powerful. After that, dad joke battles will... Abby and Kevin make it out alive, unscathed? You'll have to find out because it's, it's going to be epic. And then after Dad Joke Battles, we are going to be back with the man who would be king. But right now, will it mask? Let's do it. Kevin is on our segment today because Kevin is our current in-house medical professional here. What are your qualifications to be talking about masks? Absolutely today, not qualified at all. <laughs> <laughs> but kinda. It's okay. He 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 knows some medical things. But I'll totally make up what I don't know, so it'll be great. <laughs> and for those of you who are just now tuning in, whoever helps us reach our hundredth comment fastest first will win a gift card today on us to you. So free cash in hand, just comment along the way. But masks, they have been a hot topic yeah. of discussion. That's right. And you go into the stores and they're either there or they're not there and it, it can be tricky to find. But before we get into this, I want to clearly define what are masks? Ooh. What are we looking for? In our mask definition, uh, we are going to be putting it up. It's not just what you think. Masks are things that cover your face. We have some qualifications for will it mask today. Will it conceal you? Will it hide your identity? What, what's going to work? Right. Yes, it's going to be such a good one. We'll put those definitions up in a minute, but these are all things that you can find in your current home. I found all of these items in my current home. Anything I brought in from my house has been properly sterilized, clean, before Kevin puts it upon his face. So it is, it is prepared and sanitized. So there will be no shoe licking today. There will be no shoe licking. We don't want to push the envelope. I did that yesterday. I figured I'd keep it kind of tame today. But Have you seen the memes of people wearing like underwear on their face? The the what? The memes. The mem memes. Meme memes. The memes. I mean memes? the memes. The memes. <laughs> the memes. <laughs> oh my word. The memes of 
Th that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love how she has a, a larger problem with the way yes. I said memes, memes, than underwear on someone's face. I haven't gotten that. We, we're not getting that crazy here today, folks. <laughs> You're right. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> sure not. But we do have one up first. Do we have a graphic to put up for that? Of number one mask? Go for it. Our first mask option of the day is bum ba da da. Maybe. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and bring it over. Our first one is a pair of nylons. So these are fresh, brand new, never been worn before. Just so that you all know. Okay, so I nylons would like to be able to say people, I would like to have these around your house. I was just about to say, <laughs> I would like to be able to say that I have never worn nylons. However, and however. That's apparently about to change today. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have the definition uh, card that we can put up of what the masks are? And we want you to vote right now. Do you think that nylons will mask well? Do you think that this will mask well? Let's go ahead and put up what the definition of a mask is really quickly, as defined by Merriam-Webster. A mask is a cover or a partial covering for the face used for disguise, or it's something that serves to conceal, or it's a protective covering for the face, or it's the head of a face or animal. I don't, I, I don't know what that is. It is a very broad definition. It is not necessarily what Google says that it is. So I needed to give you the actual definition. Or Walmart. Or Walmart, <laughs> for sure. Okay, so here's a pair of nylons. This is Kevin. Yes. This is, yes, this is your opinion. Do you think right now that this will mask Kevin? Do you think it will disguise him? Do you think it will protect him? Do you think this will work? And you know, there have been... So what's the application? Up over the head. Because if, uh, uh, right, up so if I'm head. going to, oh my heavens, <laughs> you have really small footers. It's like a, a yarmulke right now. So this is apparently not a one-size-fits-all situation. <laughs> Do you guys think it's going to work? Buddy is not convinced. Wow. <laughs> so does this work for you? Do you, <laughs> Do you think this works for you? Do you guys think it works? I think if I was to rob a bank <laughs> right now, I am good to go. <laughs> Can you see, though? Heck no. <laughs> um, Johnny you says... You run in your mask. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you think that it would help you to rob, but not necessarily protect? Yeah. Overall, do you think it masks? I, I think it does not mask okay. very well. We do not think it masks here. Dern, dern, dern. You, you may take that off. Thank you. You are super welcome. Our next. Oh, look at your eyes. Oh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. Our next thing to find out if it masks. Bump it up. Our next thing, this is a hand towel, a commonly used item through your home. There are some rubber bands, so you will apply this up over your face and then put the rubber bands behind your ears. Of course I will. Does this mask? If you think it masks, go ahead and put it in the comments. Thumbs up, yes it does. Thumbs down, no it does not. <laughs> does this mask? Oh, 
I think it masks the odor of my breath. <laughs> he says he thinks it masks the odor of his breath. Um, do you feel like you can breathe? Oh, yeah, just fine. <laughs> he says yes and just fine. Do you think this masks? We have a lot of no's going in the comments. Um, do you feel like you'd be able to travel well? I, I really don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking this is a no. This is a no? Yeah, I'm thinking your, this is a no. In your medical professional opinion, it's a no. In my medical professional opinion, <laughs> this is absolutely a no. Absolutely a no. Uh, unfortunately, for those of you that thinks it does, Kevin says... But I do like your fabric softener. That's Amen. very nice, yes. Amen. Okay, so this is our... Hand towel. Hand towel does not mask, according to Kevin. Up next, our next item, will it mask? Toilet paper. Will toilet paper, look, toilet paper was the hottest commodity in town for a while. But will it mask? We're also looking at durability. Will, is it too fragile to mask? What happens if you spit when you talk? So, oh, it's happened. Our hundredth comment has happened. And I believe it goes to Miss Joni. I believe it goes to Miss Joni. I believe it goes to Miss Vanessa Joni. Yay, Miss Vanessa. Congratulations. Go ahead and if you'll send us a message, we will get uh, a gift card to you ASAP. But right now, here's some toilet paper. Yes. If you can please put this up over your ears. Certainly. Da, da, da. Okay, does this mask? Vote in the comments right now. Do you think? It masks or no? I like the application because <laughs> what I have here, mask or not, I can always blow my nose. Ew. And that's helpful. I guess it is helpful. Yeah, it's just pinch and blow, I'm ready. I don't have to hold it there. It's not cutting off your circulation, which I like for you. That is very, that's a benefit. I do that enjoy is, that for yeah, you. That's nice. So do you think this masks? Um, so. Um, other than looking ridiculous, sure, why not? Durability, do you feel confident that it would last Absolutely the day? not, no it would not. So no. is this like a very short period of time that we'd be able to use this mask? Extremely short period of time. So it does mask, but for temporary use? Absolutely. Awesome. It masks! And it you can masks. check your oil with it later. You sure yeah. can. Yeah. We have a winner! It masks. Okay, up next. Up next on Will It Mask, Ooh. we have... Tin foil. Will tin foil mask? You tell me. Try it on. Oh, Try it for size. Same sort of application. And all you need to make these very handy masks at home are rubber bands and something to make holes. If you think this will mask, put it in the comments. Um, how how you doing? I'm good. I like that it's malleable. That it is. It yeah, you. I can. Yeah, and that's it. Nice. It now doesn't poke me in the eyes, so it's, that's good. You kind of yeah. look like Bane from um, Batman, so that's exciting. Oh yeah, that's nice. That's exciting. Do you think this works? For fitability, I actually appreciate this. You appreciate yeah. this. Except I can smell my breath, and that's not good. <laughs> um. So, do you think this masks? Um. It. it, it I'm going to go with no. No. Besides, the, the fit is great, but there is no filtration. But there's no filtration. I understand. Unfortunately, tinfoil does not mask. You heard it here first. Okay, next up, we have two more to go. Put in the comments if you, two think, if you think these last two are going to be winners. Next up on the list of will it mask? Cabbage. Will cabbage mask? You know, 
we're getting, we're getting a little bit creative. What happens if you have no available nylons or toilet paper to use at home and all you have is produce? Will produce mask, put it in the comments right now, you will apply it the very same way you applied the other two, up and over your ears. I would probably do it the other way maybe. Or I don't think I would. You don't think you no, would? No, I think this is good for me. You do? This is a good look. It's a good look? Yeah. It looks kind of like a cabbage beard. So it, it's a green beard situation. Does this make me a cabbage patch? Does it make you a cabbage patch? Yeah. Absolutely it does, 100%. <laughs> do you think that masks well? I do it think it, nice. it, it, it does look very nice, yeah. I think it, uh, the fit is great. Uh, <laughs> the fit is great. <laughs> I enjoy the coolness to my face. <laughs> but no, unfortunately, I don't think it masks it well. It doesn't mask. Does it work as a portable snack? Does it work as a portable snack? <laughs> Ew. Ugh. Yeah. Paul does say that it's biodegradable. So does oh, it it's awful tasting too. It's awful tasting. So unfortunately, it doesn't look like this mask. Uh -oh. We have one last one up, and it is also a biodegradable Can I the toilet one. paper one back again. Can I have the toilet paper one back? This one is an orange peel. Let's say you had your morning snack on the go. You were eating, you were running, and you realized, oh no, Snapdragon, I left my mask at home. What to do? Will an orange peel be the answer? I promise you I will never say Snapdragon. Snapdragon. Vote in the comments. Yes, no. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> oh, how pleasant. How pleasant. Okay. Oh, this is lovely. It, I think this one's one of the most ridiculous ones you've had on. It, but you know, it, it yeah, it, it molds very nicely. Uh, <laughs> it has a very lovely aroma. It has a lovely aroma. Mm, I like it. You like it? I think I may do this anyway. So this masks for you? Oh, totally, yeah. We have a winner. We have a winner. It masks. Dun, dun, dun. Congratulations, Kevin. You, you now know that oranges and toilet paper mask. mask and nothing else does. So that's about all that we have for mask. If you want to try this out at home, let us know what other things around your house you think will mask. And up right now we have What's Good with Abigail. Hi guys. We have a very special guest today. Say hi. This is Benjamin, one of our absolute number one top fans. So if nothing else is good, What's Good was just increased, upgraded today. First off today, we have a person connected to our ministry whom we know who needed a financial breakthrough. And they were obedient one day this past week when the Lord told them to sew everything that they had in their pocket. So they did. They were obedient, willing and obedient, just as the word says. And within a matter of hours, they received over, oh, he's got a leak. Over 35 times the amount that they sewed. <laughs> hey, say hi. <laughs> That's amazing. God is faithful. The testimonies just keep rolling in and in. God is always good. Also, if you haven't heard already, I just wanted to share because this was so sweet. Recently, this past, I think it was last week, there was, oh, are you going to say something? 
there was a six-year-old boy, and his sister was getting ready to be attacked by a dog, and he stepped in front of her, and he was attacked by the dog. He had to have, like, over 90 stitches on his face, I believe. And he told his dad, like, well, if anyone should have died, I thought that it should be me. And that was just, like, it's bringing tears to my eyes. It's really sweet. But so he, like, his face was all deformed, and it was, he's in the healing process right now. But he was so brave. And what was great is, <laughs> see, I, what was great was it got posted all over all of social media, and he ended up being sent messages and called and FaceTimed by some of his favorite superheroes, and they were telling him how brave he was, <laughs> what a superhero he was. And he said that his favorite superhero was Spider-Man, and he got invited to go be on the set of the next recording on the next Spider-Man movie. A bunch of stuff like that. It's awesome. Just say hi. You think it's awesome, too? Yeah. <laughs> Next, we have scientists have designed the very first ever backpack video camera for insects so that they can get the Ant-Man perspective. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about this. And I need to, I need to give you all a picture because it's, it's crazy. It's like a little cockroach with a little video camera on it. It's crazy. What do you think about that? <laughs> ben is very excited about that. We also, lastly today, we, there was a story that was seen of a man who grew up just really poor, and his parents didn't have much. His mom ended up leaving as he was young, and he had very just bad grades. But in order to provide for his family, he needed to wake up at 4 a.m. each day. Oh, he needed to wake up at 4 a.m. each day to work for a trash company collecting trash so he could provide for his family, but he had terrible grades. He ended up trying to apply to many colleges, and because his grades were so bad, none of them accepted him. But he kept working hard, and just recently, he got accepted by Harvard because just dedication will do so much. And he stayed dedicated, and it's just awesome. So do you want to say anything before we leave? Do you want to say anything? <laughs> no, that was not him, I promise. <laughs> that was our studio audience. <laughs> well, this has been What's Good. We love you guys. If you have any good news, any testimonies, we want to hear from you. So please send them in, and maybe it'll be on the next episode of What's Good. We'll see you next time. Bye. Hello, 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 you guys. Thank you so much for joining us. And right now we have prayer. We're going to have a couple minutes of prayer. We're going to go over today's confessions. And we have two confessions that we are going to go over. But before we do, we always want to go ahead and put a verse in your spirit because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And today's verse is 1 John chapter 5 and verses 14 and 15. And this is what it says. This is the confidence which we have before him that if we ask 
anything, <laughs> anything. According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked for him or from him. So we're praying out the exact will of God today. We're praying out the mysteries of heaven and we know that he hears us and it'll be granted to us. So confession number six today says, and join your voice with mine. Let's say these things together so that way we can see the Lord move. Confession number six, we keep increasing in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. We keep increasing. We keep increasing. Lord, I thank you for all of us that are watching right now. And just say this with me. I never stop increasing. I am anointed to increase. I keep increasing. I never arrive. I always go higher and higher and higher because it's what I'm anointed to do. Hallelujah. And then confession number seven. <laughs> this one is one of my favorite favorites. Say this with me. The struggle is over. There's nothing that we struggle with. Say that with me. The struggle is over. And Lord, right now, for every person watching, those things that they have struggled with at one time or another, in the name of Jesus, they are wiped away. They are broken. They are destroyed. We thank you, Lord, that the anointing for easy and light comes upon them because, Jesus, you told us that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. So for every person watching right now, I just declare in the name of Jesus, you're blessed Things are easy, things are light, things are awesome. It is going to be such a great day for you. You just keep increasing. You go from higher to higher to higher, glory to glory to glory. It is such a good day. And while we're at the topic of prayer, tonight here in Albemarle, North Carolina, Stanley County, if you are here, if you can get here by 6 p.m., even if it's a little bit after 6 p.m., we are going to be having a prayer night here at the church. We will be praying and seeing the Lord move mightily. And we would love you to be a part of it if the Lord's telling you to be a part of it. If you, as we've talked about it all this week and all last week, if you know that the Lord is saying, you need to be a part of this, then come on. We'd love to have you. Whether you go to Boomerang or not, we would love to have you bring your supply of faith, hope, and love. And that will be tonight at 6 p.m. through midnight here at the church. And we're just super excited about it. It's going to be a great day. But right now, now that we're built up, now that we have faith, now that we increase and the struggle's over, it's time for dad joke battles. Buckle up. Get ready. Who's going to get soaking wet, Abby or Kevin? I don't know. Stay tuned. What is up, everyone, and welcome to Dad Joke Battles. This is a brand new segment that we have. We might do this again. I don't know. I've, I have a strong feeling that this might be Pastor Nicole's favorite segment because <laughs> if you like corny jokes as much as Pastor Nicole does, this is your segment. Oh, man, I'm excited. Are you guys excited about this? I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Yeah. Well, okay, so here's how this is going to go. All right? In this segment, we, I've given you, man, I, each of you have like 70 dad jokes. Oh, yeah. Like there is no 
there's no uh, surplus. There's no what's the, what word am I thinking of? There's no, no there's no lack. There's an abundance of dad jokes in the world today. An abundance of there's an abundance praise, of praise God. That's biblical. That's biblical. Yeah, and I mean the Bible says there's a fullness of joy, right? Yes. So abundance of dad jokes. So. What we're going to do, the reason why they don't have mics right now is because we have five cups of water. This game, this game is going to go like this, all right? It's kind of a best uh, three out of five situation, okay. all right? Uh, what's going to happen is I'm going to have you go first. I was going to say ladies first, <laughs> and, then, and then I was going to look at you. We're, so we're going to have Abigail go first, Abby go first. And uh, what she's going to do is she's going to start reading dad jokes. And if Kevin smiles... I'm not saying if he laughs. If he smiles, then a cup of water is going to go in his face. All right? And then, and then it's going to go back over to Kevin. Kevin's going to read the dad joke. If you smile, water's going in your face. All right? This is going to be awesome. Are you excited? I want you to put in the comments, because the first person that gets three cups of water in their face loses. Put in the comments, who do you think is going to win? Also put in the comments what your favorite dad joke is. All right? And I guarantee you, if Pastor Nicole is watching this right now, she's going to be taking notes. We might hear one of these on Sunday. I think, I think it's only fair to say that I do have an unfair advantage. I happen to be a dad. Oh. I happen but, to not be, so. You're going down. <laughs> but she happen to, happens to have a dad that tells a lot of jokes I, right? I do happen so, to have one of those you do happen to have one of those yes. yeah. he really enjoys them that's true that's true Quite all right true. so this is going to be awesome all right abby you go ahead i'm going to i'm going to keep the silence and i'm just going to be judging if you think that they smile in the comment put, make sure you put it in the comments because we don't want to miss it out all right all right you ready i'm so ready uh, i get to laugh at my own jokes so oh yeah which is good because i probably would lose Amen. All right, let's go. I've been bored recently, so I've decided to take up fencing. The neighbors said that they would call the police until I put them back. The fence. <laughs> oh, wow. Did you hear that? There, there was like full sno snort in that. That's, come on. Kevin, that was the first joke. <laughs> I was good until she explained it to me. Oh, you, did you not get it at no, first? I, oh, you got it. I got it. <laughs> But All then right. she had to explain it to me, and that was funny. <laughs> All right, well, Kevin's down on the first joke. I'm going to move this out of the way. That's Thank probably you. smart. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I missed your head. <laughs> it went like right over his head. You got some of the drops on there. Oh, yeah, I'm just you're gonna... a better joke teller than you are a water thrower. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a towel up here, That's if good. someone can give me a towel. Mm. It looks like you're Excuse crying me. now. <laughs> yes, crying with joy. Okay, we're good. All right. All right, Miss Abigail, your toast. Oh, no. Miss Abby, mm -hmm. what do sprinters eat before a race? Mm. Nothing. They fast. Mm -hmm. I don't know what She's the heck that blood. was. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've never seen someone respond to a joke that way. They fast, Abby. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Apparently, when you be allowed to explain it, <laughs> you, you started it. You set precedence. All right. Well, I'm going to move this out of the way. There we go. Oh! <laughs> Wait, I got blowback. <laughs> did, you, did, it, did anyone else see that spray? That was like a straight-up spit take. 
<laughs> All right. You got it. All right, let, let, let's move on. Can wow. you read? Oh, I got it. I got you. This may be my favorite one, so I'm not holding anything back. The Secret Service isn't allowed to yell, get down anymore, if there is a threat to the president. Now, mm. you know what they have to say now? Mm. Donald Duck! <laughs> I, just, I, just, I want you guys to get a close-up of this lap. We're not good at this. No, no. All right. I'm just, here. Give, let me hold that. Wow. <laughs> No. <laughs> I went right up his nose. Oh, this table's wet. Is there a towel? Is there a towel? I need a towel. This table is a mess. I just had a nasal lavage. <laughs> that was fancy sounding. Oh, my word. All right. Oh, they can't hear me. I don't think you want to hear me. I oh, want my to. my heavens. Thank All right. You. Oh, that was enjoyable. <laughs> All right, Abby. Okay. It's time to get serious. Okay, you may need the towel more than me. I intend to win. Oh, is that so? I, that is. Abby okay. intends to win. Ready here. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> Abby, can you tell me why it is that melons don't have weddings? Why not? Because they cantaloupe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the cantaloupe. <laughs> Kevin is a total dad right now. <laughs> That's a smile. That's a smile. That's a smile. That's a smile. That's 100% a smile. I'm going to get out of the splash zone. If you won't keep laughing. I like, I like how you like dodge like I was smiling. I thought you were going to hit me with it. No. I just want everyone to hear what you're saying. All right, let's do this. Go for it. <laughs> oh, why, why are you doing the spit take? Are you, all right, all right, it's down to this. We have one cup left. It's tied two to two. Do you think you can win this? Yes. <laughs> I like the confidence. All right, give us your next joke. Okay. All right, I'm going to go to my favorite one. The last one wasn't your favorite? Hmm? The last one wasn't your favorite? Well, my next favorite oh. of what's left. Gotcha. All right. So you're American when you go into the bathroom, and you're American when you come out, but do you know what you are while you're in there? European. <laughs> okay. Kevin officially lost. Kevin officially lost this one. <laughs> All right, let's let's get the last one out of here. Oh! Oh! That was worth it. That was worth it. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our very first ever dad joke battles. Well done, Abby. You are victorious. Thank you. Just as I said, I hope you all have faith in me.
<laughs> All right, well, thank you for joining us. Now we're going to be transitioning over to today's installment of The Man Who Would Be King. I'm a little wet, but it was worth it. We'll see you guys next time, and we'll see you soon for Man Who Would Be King. Welcome back to The Man Who Would Be King. We hope you enjoyed watching Abby and Kevin splash each other with water. <laughs> and then spit all over each other's I, face. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. <laughs> I think my favorite part of the whole thing has been seeing Kevin with a nylon mask <laughs> over his face. That was something that was else. Enjoyable. I'll never be able to get that image out of my head, no matter how much I try. I'm pretty sure. That was something else. But, but we are super excited to be here with y'all today. We are in for part 56, part 56, I'm pretty sure. Sure. Of the man who would be king with myself, Pastor Brian, and Buddy. Woohoo! Hello. Yeah, if you haven't shared the broadcast already, go ahead and share it. Uh, sharing is caring, amen. I think Kevin <laughs> is the worst dad joke teller ever. <laughs> Not that he can't tell the jokes, but he, he, uh, he enjoys the jokes too mm. much. A little too much, he, he's yeah. a little, little too enjoying <laughs> the jokes. <laughs> In all fairness, if the game was played, like if Abby laughs at all, Kevin would have broken her with his hee-hee-hee. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> there has to be like a time limit. You know, she was laughing at his laughing, not at the joke. So <laughs> what is also great is off screen, Abby is eating pudding with a straw. Like we have a lot happening right now, but we're super excited to have you here with us. Is is that a normal thing here? She couldn't find spoons, so the straw oh, okay. was the next option. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Did you think that was a southern thing? I thought it was. I'm, <laughs> I'm learning like different things are southern things that I'd never heard of before, so <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. It's true. Well, amen. Amen. Well, we've been, uh, hope you've enjoyed the broadcast so far today and uh, expecting it just to get better and better. Amen. Uh, we love you. We're praying for you. We thank you. Tonight's going to be great. We have uh, yes. the prayer night. Uh, from 6 p.m. to midnight, if you're anywhere close to Albemarle, North Carolina, come and join us. Bring your supply of faith, hope, and love. Yes. Uh, we've got some things to pray about. Yes. And so if we could put that uh, link in the comments for on each platform so we can see it. And uh, But come join us. Be a part. We are not going to be broadcasting that. It's going to be for the people that are here in person. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be awesome. So, amen. Let's just jump in. We've talk, been talking about the man who would be king. Yeah. Uh, this chapter, we're in 2 Samuel, somebody please put it in the comments, 2 Samuel verse, or chapter 7. And uh, this chapter is interesting. It's kind of like a, a sigh of relief almost. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a fresh uh, breath after everything's been going on. Saul's chasing, trying to kill David, and now here he is. Uh, he's actually in Jerusalem, yeah. in the city of David, and he has... He can breathe. He can, you know, the Philistines aren't against him right now. Uh, they're not, you know, nothing's happening right now at the moment yeah. except he's having conversation with God. And uh, so we get to be, uh, you know, looking on as he's having this conversation with God. And it's really 
quite some, there's some interesting points in here. And uh, so let's take a look at it. The person who would be king, uh, yeah. president, CEO, the person who would be a supervisor, a manager, a preacher, um, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. Uh, the, we need to grab a hold of these characteristics because what we said a lot in the beginning of the series is your gift will make room for you, the yeah. Bible says. It'll make a place for you, but your character will keep you there. Yeah. And if we don't study the character of leadership, then we won't be the leader that God's called us to be. So right. there they just put up on, uh, on the comments the link to the Facebook event uh, for the prayer night event. So you're welcome to go and be a part of that. Join with us tonight at 6 p.m. Okay, so now uh, chapter 7, uh, would you like to start reading with that? Absolutely. It says, chapter 7, verse 1, Now it came about when the king lived in his house, and the Lord had given him rest on every side from all his enemies. And so, yeah, we got really far. Uh, look at what the <laughs> Lord's doing. You know? yeah. He's given a rest. Yeah. This is the Lord's rest. And that's something that we need to praise God for. When you yeah. have a moment that you're at rest, we should recognize who the source of that is. Yeah. Uh, we should not sit there and you know, always be thinking of our own selves. We should be thinking, all right, Lord, you gave me every good and perfect gift. Right. I just praise you. Mm -hmm. And uh, just drop that in the comments right now. Just, I will praise God for every good and perfect gift. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A good leader, I will praise God uh, for every good and perfect gift. And in this moment, it's Rest. God was giving them rest. Rest is a super good I will take it all day long. Rest. Amen. I'm not going to lie. Amen. When I read that this morning, that's what I thought. I'm like, <laughs> I, I receive it, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Rest is something, you know, but what we see in Hebrews chapter 4 is rest is something that we make a choice to yeah. enter into. Yep. Uh, we could be in the same situation and you could choose rest, and I could choose not rest, and you're going to see the salvation of the Lord, and I won't if I do that. Yeah. If I don't choose the rest of God, Lord, I, all these things are surrounding me, but I rest in you. It's a trust. It's a relaxing in Him. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. All right. Uh, no, sorry. It, it just reminds me of s some of the Psalms that David writes. Yes. Know? Like, uh, I will both lie down and peace and sleep for you alone, O oh Lord, make me dwell in safety. You know, yes. Yeah. Like one, one of the times where like you, a lot of people experience the, the most restlessness is the second they lay, lay down their head, you know, because yes. that's when they're stuck in, or they yes. lay down their head at yeah. night and then it's just them and their thoughts, you know. Yes. Um, and, you know, David was saying, you know, like, I trust you, like whatever's going on, I'm not going to let that bother me. Yes. I'm going to lie down in peace yes. and yeah. sleep. And then at Psalm 91, uh, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Lord will find rest in the yeah. shadow of the Almighty. Yes, Amen. you know yes. it's it's in Him, despite what's going on, you know, around Him. You know, he, that's the same psalm that He says, "A thousand may fall at your right side, ten thousand die, and all around you, but yeah. these evils will not touch you." That's you know, right. That's when He said, uh, "Those who dwell in the shelter of the Lord will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty." And it's being under that shadow, it's being under Him, and knowing I am under Him, knowing that He causes me to dwell in safety. Yeah. You know, like it's a spiritual yeah. thing. It's not necessarily a circumstantial thing. It's a spiritual thing. Yeah. yeah. As you said that, I was prompted to give, give a promise that mm. uh, Nicole and I both have really relied on. Mm. A lot in the series, we've talked about Psalm 127, verse mm. 1. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, yeah. 
they labor in vain who yeah. build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. So one of the things that we've really focused on throughout this whole series yeah. is don't build your own house. Yeah. Uh, let God build your house. In other words, be obedient uh, to whatever he leads you to. Be yeah. obedient to whatever the Lord leads you to. But one of the things that you'll see here is uh, in verse 2, it says it's vain or it's vanity or it's pride mm -hmm. for you to rise up early and to retire late. Mm -hmm. To Hear this, eat the bread of painful labors or to toil. It's, okay. it's vanity, it's pride to toil over your work. That yeah. means we have to enter into a rest. Yeah. We work and we work hard, but it's not a vain toil, right? It's not... Uh, by the sweat of our brow in that way. It's one of those things where we draw on the Lord for supernatural strength and grace. But watch what he says here. This is a great, great promise. He says, for he gives to his beloved even in his sleep. Yeah. Now, the King James translation says he gives to his beloved good sleep, mm -hmm. right? Good rest. So this is a promise from God that while we're resting, God's even given to us in the, in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. um, God's giving to us right in the middle of that. So I trust actually a lot that I receive from the Lord. I receive it even as I'm sleeping. Mm -hmm. uh, many times I wake up with a word from God that changes my life forever. Mm -hmm. uh, that happens the series we're in now talking about it's time for an awakening. That came as a word that I received as I was waking up because God had given it to me in my sleep. And so many times that happens. So one of the things, as a matter of fact, a couple of weeks ago when I had the special word for today, that was given to me while, we were, uh, while I was sleeping. Right. And so as I was waking up, uh, the Lord was speaking to my spirit. So one of the things that we see here is he gives to us rest. So one of the things that I would do, because at one point I wasn't sleeping good, I wasn't resting well physically, not just talking about like a faithful rest where I'm, I'm moving into his rest and I'm relaxing in the middle of a storm, not just talking about that. At night also I receive his rest. And there was a period of time where I wasn't resting well and the Lord took me to this verse and I started confessing it before I'd go to sleep. Yeah. I'd say, Lord, I receive. Your word says you give to me, you give to your beloved rest. And right. you give to me while I'm resting. So he's pouring out even while I'm resting. I receive that rest right. tonight. I receive it right now in Jesus' name. And a peace would come on me, and all of a sudden I would have a rest like I hadn't been having. Yeah. But here's the other thing that I'll do. I'll just give you this little piece, little nugget of it, is if you start praying, man, the devil won't keep you awake. <laughs> <laughs> so start praying or start uh, reading the Bible. If you yeah. ever have trouble sleeping, start reading the Bible, start praying. Right. And uh, it, the devil will be like, no, don't keep them up. I don't want them doing that. <laughs> and it is true. Yeah. It, it's true. So if I ever have trouble sleeping, I just start praying or start reading the Bible or start worshiping God. And it's like instantly that fight where he was trying to keep me awake done. Yeah. It's gone, you know, and I'll go right to sleep within minutes generally. So a little <laughs> trick of the trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Verse two. <laughs> so he was given rest on every side from the Lord and from all his enemies. Yes. David was given rest even from his enemies here. Verse two. Verse two. 
that the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells within tent curtains. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in your mind, and the Lord is with you. Okay, this is a great heart. This is part of what makes uh, David great, is he's thinking about, uh, a good leader is thinking about the people. We've said it a lot. But a good leader also, please put this in the comments, a good leader is always thinking about the Lord mm -hmm. and his things. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, yeah. Yeah. which, and, and this goes back to a good leader is always thinking about people. If you're thinking about his kingdom, yeah. you're thinking about people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's why a good leader thinks about people, because a good leader is thinking about God and his kingdom. And so here it is, David saying, look, Lord, you've given me the stronghold. You've given me the city of David. You've given me all these things. What about your house? How can I sit here in my house and you're in a tent, yeah. right? Now, we're going to see that this was not the Lord's plan yet. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those moments where it's like, well, I want to give. And God says, no, I don't want you to give that yet. Yeah. Uh, so it's not always that God's always going to demand the highest uh, thing in that way. But he does want our heart and he does have David's heart. He has David's heart yeah. here. This is part of what makes David great. And if you go over, I think it's in, I think it's maybe Haggai. Uh, anyway, I'd have to look it up. Haggai, Habakkuk, something like that. Maybe Hosea, one of the H's. All right. And uh, anyway, it's when you look it up, one of the things it says is, you build your house before you even think about my house. God's yeah. speaking to people. He says, you build my your house before you build your you know, you're not, you're building your own house before you build God's house is yeah. what the Lord's saying to people. He said, that's the wrong heart. Mm. We need to be thinking about God first. Yeah. And so a lot of times people are, you know, we're establishing everything. He says, look, if you'll establish your relationship with me, I'll build your house. Yeah. Yeah. I'll build your house. But a lot of times people aren't, they're going about it backwards. They're thinking, let me build my house first, then I'll build God's house. Yeah. And they don't realize all the blessings that are poured out. Yeah. Yeah. David's doing the exact opposite here. He's, his heart is, you know, God's blessed me with this. It just kind of fell on. I want to make sure that God's house is yeah. taken care of. And we should have that attitude with us today. A good leader, I'm really thinking about businessmen. A lot of times businessmen will be, you know, working to build their business, but if they would focus on the Lord and his kingdom, God would build their business. Yeah. But then once their business is built, don't forget the Lord. And you see that a lot. You'll see how, I, I know uh, Pastor Rodney talks about one, one particular incident where a guy was making, um, he, was, he was making like $500 million a year, which is quite awesome. And, uh, but the issue is, he said, he started bragging about how much he tithed. He said, I tithe $5 million a year. Well, $5 million is a big tithe. I mean, I'd love to have somebody that gave that tithe in our ministry, sure, because we could do a lot of things to advance the kingdom of God with it. But, you know, Pastor Rodney, this guy was doing him a favor, and he was putting himself in the hot seat, but it, he felt led of the Lord to call him on the carpet. He's like, that's not a tithe. That's yeah. a one hundredth, not a tenth. Yeah. And he said, "Brother, you're forty-five million short of a tithe." Yeah. And uh, the guy just ignored him, and basically, I think they didn't talk again. And uh, you know, 
he could have been really nice to that guy and probably been blessed with some decent finances out of that guy. Mm -hmm. But the guy was harming himself by not being a tither. Yeah. And this is what happens. Obviously, the Lord blessed this guy's business. He was a believer, but he had forgotten it, what got him there. Yeah. And he needed to move to that place where he didn't forget the things of the Lord, yeah. the house of the Lord, the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And to me, I'm sure what happens in a life like that is, you know, you're blessed and then all of a sudden just quality of life starts to go down because you're focused on the wrong things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, like, as we're talking, what comes up to me is, you know, this wasn't David's calling. Like, David's calling wasn't to build the temple. Like, that's mm -hmm. not what he was supposed to do. But in his heart, he had that desire there and I'm not saying this is scripture, I don't have a scripture to back this, but what was impressed to me is he was having vision for what the next generation was going to do, what his son was going to do. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. Solomon built the temple. Yeah. Solomon built that. And his heart, that heart to honor God, he then passed that to Solomon. Like yeah. that then went to him. Mm -hmm. So yes. it wasn't his calling. If he had pressed beyond what he was called to do, yeah. he would have then robbed Solomon. He would have robbed his own son of what... He yes. was called to yes. do. He would have missed that. And so it could have been good, but Solomon made it great. Like yeah. Solomon did amazingly beyond what David's thinking of doing yes. right now. He took it to that nth degree. Yes. So he had vision and his vision wasn't necessarily wrong, but it wasn't his to accomplish. Yes. And he yeah. had to release it for that. Well, and that's a good thing to look at the Lord is when we're considering the Lord first is what does God want to do? Yeah. And don't assume that it's always us that's supposed to do a certain thing. And that yeah. goes back to what we were saying a couple of days ago is don't let your passion push you beyond yeah. obedience. Yeah. Don't let your passion push you beyond obedience to God. Put that in the comments again, please. A good leader does not allow passion to push them beyond obedience to God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, one of the things that, that happens is people will be passionate about something. And, and it says, you know, like 1 Corinthians 13, 3, where it says, Even if I give all my possessions to the poor, I give my body to be burned, but have not love. Mm -hmm. So you can do these things, but have not love. And if you operate in those things, that's a good thing. But it wasn't a God thing. It wasn't a love thing. Right. It wasn't obedience to a yeah. command. It was out of place. Yeah. And it says, even though, listen, think about this. I give all my possessions to the poor and it can profit me nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. Man, that, that concerns me. Yeah. I, I don't want to be in the place where I am so deceived, mm -hmm. where I go do something that looks good, but God didn't tell me to do it. And I give all of this, and I've got zero profit on it. Right. Mm -hmm. I think how many people have done that, and then they're mad at God because he didn't come through. And, right. and I imagine if they could hear him right then, if their relationship was good enough, you, they would hear him say, I never told you to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. I never told you. And that's where we want to get our intimacy with God where it needs to be so that, so that God can give us what we need. Yeah. Well, and that, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, this goes back to what you were talking about, or what you both were talking about earlier at the beginning of rest. Mm -hmm. I know there have been many times mm -hmm. that I have not been in rest because I've taken on a care that was never mine to yeah. take, yeah. like recently. <laughs> and I'll go back to you as the head of the ministry and say, so I've been doing this, 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 this. Mm -hmm. 
this is what my to-dos are. And you're like, I never asked you to do that. I never right. told you to do that. Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. And I'm missing out on rest because right. I've taken more on me that I'm not anointed to do. Yeah. And that's what David would have done is he would have been doing something he had mm -hmm. no anointing to accomplish. Yeah. And it's likely that that same heart that wanted to honor the Lord could have yeah. been hardened and, mm -hmm. and the temple wouldn't have been anything. Yeah, right. sure. yeah. Yeah. Vanessa brought up a good point about a good leader doesn't allow passion to push them beyond ob being obedient. How Saul sacrificed offering to the Lord instead of being obedient to his word. Mm -hmm. In the first few chapters of 1 Samuel, we cover that in like the first week of the series is, yeah. he, you know, basically Samuel said, said to King Saul, he said, he, I desire obedience, not sacrifice. Mm -hmm. To be obedient is better than sacrifice. Yeah. And one of the things I'll say is, see, when you're obedient, mm -hmm. you sow. Every, everything's a seed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you sacrifice, it's just gone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sacrifice is burnt up and obedience is planted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a sacrifice is burnt. Obedience is sown. That's good. And so there's, that's one of those things where you have to understand, if we just learn how to be obedient, we'll be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing. Yeah. So, amen. It's funny because just before this, we were talking about a huge, like how whenever they were taking the ark, you know, yeah. back to the city of David, they would make a sacrifice every six steps. Like, Yes. Like, and that was a huge offering every six steps. You yes. know, like those things weren't cheap. Yeah. And every six steps, I don't know how long it took from where they were at to where they were going. Yeah. But heck, every six steps from here to the end of the church is a lot. Yeah. That's at least like 20 sacrifices yeah. right yeah. there, you know? Yeah. And, and it's crazy. But like, and, and after all of that giving, he also gave to his people. Yeah. At, but after that, I mean, you, you look, he's building the kingdom of God. And, you know, as we've been mentioning several times, like, like, unless the Lord builds the house. Like, the, yeah. the house that David's talking about, he didn't even build that himself. Yeah. The king came in and built that for him. Yes. You know, and, and he's looking at this house and he's saying, like, God deserves so much better than this. You yes. Know? Like, it's not like he was saying, man, I put so much into building this house and I spent so much money building this house and, you know, I should give more to the Lord. Like, because he, he didn't put anything into that house. Right. It was just God gave that to him. Yeah. But yet his heart was still... God still deserves it better. Like, that's the heart that you saw with Abel. You yes. Know? You know, like, Abel didn't just give an, an offering. He gave the best yes. offering. And, and God accepted that and God received that. Yes. Yeah. And it was his heart behind it. And that's why we always say that David has a heart. At, like, yes. he was a man after God's own yeah. heart. Yeah. Because he was always looking to make, to make God greater, you know. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and you yeah. see that as the chapter goes on as well. And one of the great, great things that I love about David is once God tells him, you're not going to build my house. Mm -hmm. Once he tells him, you're not going to build my house, uh, David goes, oh, okay, well, let me collect the stuff for my son to come. Let mm -hmm. me collect it for the next king yes. who will build it and let me provide for them well. In mm -hmm. other words, David's thinking beyond his time on yeah. earth, mm -hmm. right? He's thinking eternity. He's yeah. not thinking just himself. Yeah. And that's something that every a leader is thinking about eternity. Yeah. A good leader is always eternal, eternal minded. Yeah. A good leader is always eternally minded. Yeah. Just put that in the comments. A good leader is always eternally minded. 
And he's not just thinking about himself, he's thinking about others. And that's what we see here is we see David really thinking about everything of God, not just his time frame on the earth, not just his, the age of King David. You yeah. see him thinking beyond that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. um, that's a great, it's a great position for us to mm -hmm. gain. And how easy would it have been for him to get offended with God? Like, God, I want to yeah. give to you. God, I want to do this. Yes. Not you. Yes. It's not going to come from you. Yes. How easy would that have been? I've been yes. offended over less things <laughs> before many a time. Mm -hmm. And and instead of doing that, he's like, fine, then I'll just keep, I'll keep collecting exactly what you're saying. I'll just, yeah. I'll make it happen. Yeah. I won't do it, but I'll make sure it gets yeah. done for you. Mm. Yeah. It was, yeah, that hard. So let's, let's look at this. So he says uh, in verse 3, um, or excuse me, verse 2, he says, See, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in, in tent curtains. Mm -hmm. And then the prophet said, Do all that's within in your mind, for the Lord is with you. But then verse 4, we see something different. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the Lord comes and talks to the prophet. Mm -hmm. And so let's read that, verse 4. But in the same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord, are you the one who should build me a house to dwell in? For I have not dwelt in a house since the day I brought up the sons of Israel from Egypt, even to this day. But I have been moving about in a tent, even in a tabernacle. Wherever I have gone with all the sons of Israel, did I speak a word which one of the tribes of Israel, which I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? So see, the Lord, the Lord is very specific in his wording. If he wanted that, he would have spoke to them about yeah. that. But he, had it, he hadn't spoke about that. Yeah. And a good leader, please put this in the comments, uh, a good leader doesn't make assumptions. A, a good leader is not making assumptions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A good leader hears from the Lord and is obedient, Amen. right? And so here he was, he was, it was a good heart, mm -hmm. but he was making an assumption. And God is gently and lovingly correcting him in yeah. that way. But now let's go into the second section of this chapter yeah. and see what uh, God speaks to David because this is awesome. Yeah. Because part of, part of the question, just hear this, part of the question of this whole series is what made David great? Yeah. Now, David had to get into line with the greatness that God had planned for him. But we're going to see one of the reasons why it was great right here. Mm -hmm. All right, so verse 8. Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be a ruler over my people, Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you a great name, like the names of the great men who are on the earth. Okay, so one of the things that we see right here is God was watching him even yeah. in his youth. Yeah. God saw him in the pasture, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And he's saying, and I want to say to you, no matter who you are or where you are or where you've been, what family you came from, what your skin color is, no matter who you are, God sees you today. Yeah. And he sees your heart. The question is, will we make our heart God's heart? Yeah. Because if we'll make our heart God's heart, he can raise you up from a stinky pasture and take you to be the king. 
He can turn you into the president. He can turn you into one of the greatest men or women of God on the face of the earth today. God can do all of that. The question is, will you put yourself and your heart in that place? And what we see, why was David great? Because God made him great. Right. Now, why did he make him great? Because his heart was pure towards God. He, but ultimately, God said, I will make your name great. Yeah. And he did exactly what he said he would do. Amen. He did exactly what he said he would do. He made him great. So the key is, if you want to be a great person in the kingdom of God, get in the place where God wants you to be. Be obedient. Put on his heart. Put on his will. Get in the place and be obedient to whatever God tells you to do, no matter how it looks, no matter how it feels. Be obedient to God. It's always going to be increased for you. Yeah. But here's the other thing. As you get in that place, it's only God. It's God and God alone who can make you great. Mm-hmm. We don't do it by our own accord. We do it by his strength and by his power. And when he makes us great, nobody can stop it. And he wants to make you great. Amen. And that's part of the reason why we're in this series. Yeah, and so, Amen. He, he's the one who raises up yes. one and puts down another. That's it's right. Him. It's him. It's Every him. Promotion, yeah. promotion. Every promotion. Every promotion yes. comes from him. That's right. It all comes from him. Every good and perfect thing. Yes. Promotions are good and perfect things. You know, yes. They're good. They, yes. they come from him. That's right. You know, every demotion comes from him. Like, God knows what he's doing. Yes. You know, like, disobedience causes demotion. Obedience causes promotion. Yes. You know, yes. it's important because, I mean, Saul was demoted, <laughs> you know. Yes. Because he was disobedient. Yeah. Dave, yes. David was constantly faithful, and because of that, God, God only brought him up. The path of the That's righteous right. is like the morning sun. Yes. It just gets brighter and brighter. That's what Amen. God does. You know, and, and even if something looks like a demotion, you know, like yes. for, for a momentary time, like, like Joseph. Yes. God, what, what, what looked like it was in a promotion, yeah. God was actually like positioning him to, yeah. to go yeah. straight yeah. to the top of the top. Yeah. Yeah. You know. The key is, are we listening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we listening to the voice of the, God, yeah. voice of the Lord? And if we're listening... We will go into those right positions, yeah. and God will promote. He He promotes and He blesses obedience yeah. all throughout the yeah. Word. He blesses obedience, yeah. and so what we need to do is make sure that we're being obedient to everything. And the, I think part of the issue is we have a heart to be obedient, but we don't live a life of obedience. So, in other words, like on Sunday morning, we can come to the altar and say, "Lord, I'm sorry," but by Sunday night, we're yeah. thinking about our our flesh, what the flesh wants to do. So we have, a lot of times we'll have a heart that desires obedience, but not a heart that will live out obedience. Mm -hmm. And there's a big difference. We don't just need to have a heart that desires to do good. We need to have a heart that does good. And there's a difference between those two. Mm -hmm. So we need to move those desires into action. So again, it's like faith without works. He, He basically says, I'll show you my faith by my works, and if faith without works is dead. So I can desire to have faith, but until I actually put actions behind that faith, I'm not actually walking in faith. I can desire to have obedience, but until I put actions behind that obedience, I'm not walking in obedience. And so this is what we see in David is we see him mess up. I, I I I love reading about people who mess up. You know, it gives me hope because I've messed up, you know, I've messed up. I love seeing, but here's what I like about it even more. 
is that, praise God, even though when we mess up, mm -hmm. God is merciful, mm -hmm. yeah. and I need his mercy. I yeah. don't know. If you need his mercy, just drop it in the comments. I need his mercy. You know, yeah. throw a hands up. I need his mercy, because we all do. I need him. Yeah. I need his mercy. I need his grace, yeah. and without it, we would be sunk. Yeah. And so when I see David making mistakes, even saying, look, let me go build your house. God's like, no, you're missing it. You know, you're not going to do that. But I see the mercy of the Lord coming through. And I yeah. see how if I mess up, God will give me mercy as well. If I will be like David, mm -hmm. quick to repent. Yeah. yeah. As, you know, as we're, as we're talking, what comes up to me is something that Pastor Tracy Harris said a couple weeks ago when we were in Texarkana. Is that God never forgets a seed sown. He never yeah. forgets a seed that's sown. Mm -hmm. And so often we think of seed just financially, but everything we do is a seed. Yes. Every action, every praise, every word, it's all a seed. And yeah. we see this is God remembering the seeds yes. that he's sown. Yeah. He's remembering what he was doing yes. in the field. He's remembering the obedience that he had. He remembers every seed that's ever that's sown, right. and he honors it. He always, that's right. a seed is called to produce. Yes. And when we're sowing into a field that God has laid out, that seed will come to pass yes. no matter what the timing is. It can yes. be a immediately. There are some types of seeds that you see sprouts immediately. There are yeah. some that take longer, mm -hmm. but either way, it's going to cause life to produce. Mm -hmm. And God remembers yes. those, mm -hmm. waters them, and those things will come to pass. Yes. Yeah. Galatians yes, 6, 7. Yeah. Yeah. God is not mocked. Whatever yeah. a man sows, that That's he right. shall yes. reap. That's yes. right. That's right. Yeah. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Yeah. Amen. You will reap a harvest. Yeah. Amen. So the reason why David was great is because God said, I will make your name great. It's because ultimately God made him great. Yeah. Yeah. But why? here's a question. Like in Nazareth, Jesus said, uh, I could do no mighty work. Or the mm -hmm. Bible says he could do yeah. no mighty work there. Why could God make him great? Because David had the heart of God, and he didn't just desire obedience, he was obedient. Yeah. Yeah. That's why God can make him great. Mm -hmm. So that what that tells us is anybody that will be obedient to God, God can make you great. Yeah. And, and greatness looks different. You know, I might not ever be the king of Israel. Yeah. I doubt highly that I would ever be the king of Israel. <laughs> However, or the president today of Israel. Mm -hmm. But I can be great as a pastor. I can be great as a man of God. You know, you can be great as a business owner. You can be great as a Sunday school teacher. You can be great as a prayer, like yeah. praying with us tonight from six to midnight. You know, yeah. you can be great yeah. in these things. God will put you know every joint supplying. There's we have to understand that whatever He tells us to do is going to be great if we'll be obedient to it. And it leads to greatness. Every time we, we have a great obedience, it leads to more greatness. Mm -hmm. And so let's be great in our obedience today. So let's keep reading here, uh, verse 9. I have been with you wherever you have gone and have cut off all your enemies. God speaking to David. Yes. Have, I have cut off all your enemies from before you, and I will make you a great name, like the names of the great men who are on the earth. I will also appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may live in their own place and not be disturbed again, nor will the wicked afflict them any more as formerly. 
even from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also declares to you that the Lord will make a house for you. When your days are complete and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise yes. up your descendant after you mm -hmm. who will come forth from you and mm -hmm. I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him and he will be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will correct him with the rod of men and the strokes of the sons of men, but my loving kindness shall not depart from him. As I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you, your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever in accordance with all these words and all this vision. So Nathan spoke to David. Okay, so this is the Lord talking to David. And one of the things I want you to see, I, I think that this is very important, mm -hmm. is that he says, I will also appoint a place for my people Israel. This is verse 10. Mm -hmm. And I will plant them that mm -hmm. they may live in their own place and not be disturbed again, nor the wicked afflict them anymore as formerly. Now that's interesting because when this is being spoken in, in the time of David, from that point, from that day forward, we know in terms of history, that's not what happened. Right. We know they've been afflicted. They, we know that the wicked has done mm -hmm. some things against them. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. All right, so then how is this God saying this and yet the history being different? Why is the experience different? And it's because... They, it, there's a covering. God has placed a covering there. And they were under that covering under David. Why? Because they were going after the Lord. Mm -hmm. But when the people of their own accord decided, I want to step out from the blessing of the Lord and go do it my way, right. they made their own choice. Now, every time, what would happen? Every time they turned back to the Lord, they'd come under the blessing again. But when they'd go away... Uh, they would come under the curse. And it was their choice to be located where they wanted to be, and they located themselves by their actions. Mm -hmm. So this, this can happen with leaders. It can happen just with people. Mm -hmm. But I want you to see something. Of course, we recognize that God starts prophesying about Jesus, who was of the house of David, mm -hmm. who would have a kingdom forever. And then he says, hear this for yourself, because you, if you know Jesus... You are abiding in Christ, and Christ is abiding in you. You are in Christ, and whatever he has promised Christ can be yours. Yeah. And so he says this, uh, He shall build a house uh, for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. In other words, there will be an authority yeah. in Christ forever. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's in Christ will walk in that authority. He says, I will be a father to him. He will be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will correct him with the rod of men and the strokes of the sons of men. Well, see, Jesus didn't commit iniquity. Right. Who's he talking about? You know, he's, talking, he's talking about here, he's prophesying one about Solomon, but he's also prophesying about Jesus. And here we are. He says, but my loving kindness shall not depart from him as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed 
removed from before you. So he's talking about Solomon, but he's also talking about future Christians that will be identified in Christ because he says, I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Mm -hmm. So he's saying the the ones who are in Christ who have iniquity, I'm going to help them Mm -hmm. and I'm going to keep them. And then if you go on into Isaiah, you'll see that when we're in Christ, in Isaiah 51 and Isaiah 54, when we're in Christ, we are not uh, touching his uh, cup of wrath again. We will yeah. not drink from the cup of fury again. And uh, he said, this is an eternal promise. We will not drink from his anger again. So some people, you have to see, some people think that in heaven, we're going to get punished as Christians. That would contradict his word. Right. No, the judgment that we'll receive will be awards based off of what we do. The judgment of wrath is reserved for those who are in wrath outside of Jesus Christ. So one of the things that we see here, though, is he says, I will correct him, but my loving kindness shall not depart from him. Don't you know that some Christians have walked in the place where they haven't felt the loving kindness of God? What, are, what is he saying? There's going to be a covering of my blessing, and there will always be a place where they can come and be blessed. But if they don't walk there, they're going to walk into the curse. So we have Christians who haven't walked underneath that covering of blessing and stayed there by being obedient. They might have a heart to be obedient, but they haven't made choices of action to be obedient. Their actions aren't in obedience. And so their actions are outside of the blessing, outside of the covering of that blessing. And if they'll simply turn and quickly repent, they'll head right back to those blessings and all of this will come true. He'll correct them, but his loving kindness will not depart from him. Well, his loving kindness is a protection. His loving kindness is a blessing. His loving kindness is all these good and uh, perfect gifts. So, amen. Well, like, he's not going to say, well intended, my good and faithful servant. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no, he's going to say, well done. Yes. You know, enter into the joy of the Lord. That's a great point. Yeah. Great point. You know. Amen. It's it's not necessarily our intentions, it's our obedience. Yes. And that's what you've been saying this whole time. Yes. It's, it's important that we don't just think, well, since I have the right motives. I mean, you, you see Jesus told that parable yes. of the two sons where he says to one, hey, go do this. And they said, they said okay, he yeah. had good intentions, but he didn't do it. Yes. And the other one, he said, nah, but then he did it. He, and Jesus said, who's the one who did the will of the father? Yeah. They said, well, I assume it's the one who, you know, yeah. the second son, you know. Yeah. The one who corrected himself. Yeah. yeah. So. Like, I, anytime you use the illustration, like the covering, and you physically put your hand like this, I automatically get a visual of there being a rainstorm outside yeah. and someone holding an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And I know what just popped up is there will be times often mm-hmm. where I'll have an umbrella and I'll offer it to George mm-hmm. and he's not doing this wrong, but he'll say, no, you take the umbrella yes. and I'm offering it to him. Yeah. Like he can be dry, but he chooses to walk out in the rain. Now he's doing it to honor me. So I, yeah. I don't get wet. He's not wrong, but that's what, yeah. that's what pops up in my head is God has this umbrella and there's the ability for us to stay provided yes. for as long as we move with the umbrella. Yes. Like those times with his yoke. Yes. It's easy. 
see in light. In order to share an umbrella, you've got to walk with the person yes. carrying it. Yes. If I'm walking faster yeah. than Buddy, then Buddy's going to get wet. Yes. If yeah. Buddy keeps up with me, he's good to yeah. go. Yeah, that's exactly right. Psalm 91.1, those who dwell under the shelter yes. of yes. the Lord will find rest under Great the shadow point. of the Almighty. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's like, yes. like picture, picture, like, because the Bible says we're Christ's ambassadors, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, basically, when we're dwelling under it, it's like we're operating out of yeah. the, the embassy, you know? Yeah. Yes. Like, you're in the embassy, you have diplomatic immunity, you know? Yeah. That was, that was thank, thank you. Yep. Uh, it's like, we're in the world, we're not of the world yeah. when we're under that shadow. So, a thousand may be falling at my side, yeah. 10,000 dying around me. Yeah. But I have diplomatic immunity as yes. a child of God. Yes. Dwelling in that shelter, being in that embassy, the thi the fiery darts of the enemy yes. coming at us from all sides yeah. in the world cannot touch me because I'm under the, That's the right. shadow yeah. of the Almighty. Yeah. I'm hidden in his shadow. Yeah. I'm hidden in yeah. Christ. I can't be found. The devil cannot locate us. Yeah. Yeah. There's a verse that came up to me earlier, Hebrews 4.11. Let us be diligent to enter the rest. Yes. We've got to be diligent to enter that rest. Yes. It's a place for us to walk into. Yes. You've said it many times. The only thing we as Christians should labor to do is labor into, into the rest of God. Yes. In his rest is everything else. We operate out of yes. that position. But we've got mm -hmm. to not just intend to be there, yes. be diligent enter. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's continue to read as we wrap up this chapter. Now, now the Lord has spoken to David. Let's see what David speaks, yeah. uh, speaks back to the Lord. Verse 18. Then David the king went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? And yet this was insignificant in your eyes, O Lord God. For you have spoken also of the house of your servant concerning the distant future. And this is the custom of man, O Lord God. Okay, so now look at this. What I want you to see is a good leader does not forget where he came from yeah. without mm -hmm. God's help. Yeah. Hear that and hear the fullness of that statement. Mm -hmm. A good leader does not forget where he came from mm -hmm. without where he was without God's yeah. help. Yeah. Where he was mm -hmm. before God started helping him. Yeah. You see, uh, before, you know, the Lord's helping us from day one, but... It, what I'm saying is once we accept the help of the Lord, we start moving to different places quickly. Yeah. So when we start that path, he remembers where I was, and or let me put it this way, where I would be mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Jesus. Yeah. He, a good leader remembers where he would be mm -hmm. without Jesus. Yeah. A good leader remembers where he would be. Put that in the comments. A good leader remembers where he would be without Jesus. Yeah. Why? Because it helps you to have something to worship all the time. And I love, I love what he says right here. He says, who am I? In other words, he's not looking at... Think about this. He's already now anointed. He's a warrior, a good warrior. He's the king of Judah the king of Israel. Mm -hmm. He's in the city of David. He has no enemies attacking him right now. He's blessed. Yeah. And, he, and he says, and in this moment, he's not saying like, look at me, you know. You know, he's not, he's not saying, look at me. He's, he's sitting there going, yeah. who am I? Yeah. Hear that. Who am I? Yeah. Who am I? You know, and this is this is a good thing. I mean, I I look at even what we're doing now, and am I satisfied to stay where we're at in ministry? 
Uh, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm not, you know, because like I said last week, if it doesn't look like heaven, I'm not going to be right. satisfied with it. Yeah. However, I am content. Let's say that nothing ever changed and that was the will of God. I'm content with what right. we have in that way. Uh, and that's the balance of it. Now, but I'm not content to stay here because the full counsel of the word has told us that we should go after more. We should believe God for increase and favor. And so one of the things that, but even at where we're at, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, we're doing now this daily broadcast. I know not every ministry can do a daily broadcast like this. And it's stretching us, you know, we, it stretches us. And uh, we sat here for, you know, what, three, four hours yesterday watching video on how to stretch and get better and how to do things better because we knew we weren't doing things to the fullness that we could. And so, but I'm looking at it going, Lord, who am I that you've done this already? Mm -hmm. yeah. Who am I? In other words, David sitting there as the king in a, in a stronghold mm -hmm. with all of these things, and he's sitting there. He's not going, look at me, the king. Right. He's saying, who am I? Right. That you would bless me. Yeah. This, this is the heart that makes him great. Mm -hmm. This is the heart. Who am I that you would bless me? This is amazing. Yeah. What, a, what a blessing. Yeah. And, then, and then he goes on to say, and yet, watch this. All of this stuff is insignificant to mm -hmm. you, Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you looked at it and said, here's what David's saying. You looked at this kingdom, this stronghold, this land, this conquering of my enemies, and you said, it's not enough. Right. And you started talking about my future family. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a great God. Look, he's worshiping God yeah. even yeah. in this moment. Love this. Verse, th verse not three, but uh, 20. Again, what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. For the sake of your word and according to your own heart, you have done all this greatness to let your servant know. For this reason, you are great, O Lord God, for there is none like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And what one nation on the earth is like your people Israel, whom God went to redeem for himself as a people to make a name for himself and to do a great thing for you and awesome things for your land before your people, whom you've redeemed for yourself from Egypt, from nations and their gods. Okay, so one of the things I want you to see is right here is as soon as he's recognizing, okay, God, you've done great things. What was God saying to David? I'm going to make your name great. Yeah. I'm going to make you great. Yeah. Immediately, what does the heart of David do? Worships and makes He says, name. oh God, you're great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He turns that, you know, because most people would receive it. Oh, you're going to make me great. Ooh, I, mm -hmm. I like that. You know, and he turns that from the natural and he lets worship flow right back yeah. to the Father. Mm -hmm. And this is what Jesus did when, you know, the rich young ruler comes to him and he says, oh, good master. He says, there's not one good. That's the father. In other words, if anybody could have received praise on earth, it was Jesus. But as a man, he wouldn't even receive that praise. He, he simply funneled it straight back to the father. Yeah. That's what David is doing. Yeah. You know, that's why when people say, hey, Brian, good job. That was a great message. That was this. That was that. I'll just say, God is so good. 
He's so good and faithful. You know, he's so good and so faithful. Why? Because I want him to get the glory. Because you got to understand, if I did it good, it's because he did it good. I got it from him. I couldn't be, I could not have done it good without him. I couldn't even made the choice to do it good without him. Right. It's all him. No matter how you cut it, how you slice it, it's him. He's good. (laughs) Jesus is good. All right. For you have established for yourself your people Israel as your own people forever. And you, O Lord, have become their God. Now therefore, O Lord God, the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and his house, confirm it forever and do as you have spoken, that your name may be magnified forever by saying the Lord of hosts is God over Israel. Amen. All right. And, and he says, and made the house of your servant David be established before you. Look at this, and please put this in the comments. A good leader is concerned about the voice of the Lord being fulfilled. Yeah. He says, what you've spoken, may it come to pass. Yeah. A good leader wants to see what God said come to pass. Amen. He's concerned. A good leader is concerned about the voice of the Lord coming to pass. He's saying, okay, you said it. Let me do what it takes to get behind it and make sure it comes to pass. Father, if you've spoken it, may it come to pass. But you know, we know from his heart, he's not just going to say this. He's going to take action to make those things come to pass. A good leader is concerned about the voice of the Lord, the word of the Lord coming to pass. Yeah. Okay. Verse 27 For you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, you have made a revelation to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore, your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. Now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are truth. Oh, wait a second. Going back to verse 27, watch this. Find courage in your prayers based on what God has said. Yes. So in other words, because you've said it, I can stand in courage with it. Yeah. Can you see that? Because you've said it, Lord, I can stand in courage on it. Mm-hmm. I can be encouraged in my prayers. That's why we can get to the place where we can do a command prayer. I think I did that on Lunch Plus, uh, what, a day or two ago where I was commanding, maybe mm-hmm. yesterday. See, the, how can I do that? Because I've taken courage that he declared it in his word so I can pray that way. Right, and I remember the first time that ever happened. I, you know, I commanded some things to happen, and it was so bold and so authoritative. But it was based on the Word of God only. But it was so bold and authoritative. I was like, "Was that okay? Am I right? Or are you about to like is lightning coming? I don't know, <laughs> you know." And uh, I don't think it is. But it was so bold, yeah. and but I'm telling you, God moved majorly. At yeah. that prayer, that prayer was a prayer of faith that stuck yeah. out. That prayer was a prayer of faith, and it caught God's attention because yeah. there's something that happened, I know, where he moved himself on it, you mm-hmm. see, okay? Yeah. Let what God says encourage you in your prayers yeah. and in your walk. Take courage in it. No, this is going to happen. Yeah. This is going to happen. Yeah. You know, Take courage in it, okay, Amen. verse 28. Now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are truth, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever before you. 
For you, O Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing, may the house of your servant be blessed forever. Amen. What a great prayer that he has, and of humility, of just the blessing of God. And, uh, you know, as we wrap up today, and we're going into uh, seed time, sowing time, uh, and the reason that we'll talk about it each, each day is simply because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. We want you blessed. We yes. want you, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we want you blessed abundantly to do every good yeah. work. Yeah. So as we're talking right here, if you want to sow into the gospel, uh, you, in Facebook you can type in the comments, hashtag donate, followed by the amount that you want to sow, or anybody can go to givebc.org. But here's what I want you to see. If it's God who makes you great, and isn't that true? Isn't that yes. the case? Yeah. Then your finances are also great because God makes them great. Amen. In other words, it can only be God. He gives every good and perfect gift. Mm -hmm. So it can only be God that takes your finances to a great place. Amen. It can only be God. If we're walking in the kingdom, it can only be God that takes your finances to a great place. So how's he going to turn them great? The same way he made David great. He worked on David's heart. He yeah. found somebody whose heart towards him was good, yeah. whose heart towards him, he would do the will of the Father. He would do everything, right? The question is, are we the kind of people operating in the kingdom who will do everything that God wills to do in our sowing and in yeah. finances? If we really believe that God will make us great, and that means great also in our finances and our great in abundance and great in our harvest, then we have to say that I must trust him to build the house of my finances. That means I've got to trust him to tell me the seed. I must trust him to tell me what to sow and get the seed in my hand. So I've got to work on my heart. I must work on my heart of how much do I trust him when he tells me to sow. If I want to walk in greatness, I can only do it through him. That means I've got to allow his greatness to come through from start to finish in the, in the plan of seed, time, and harvest. I can't just have it great at the harvest. It's got to be great from start to finish, from A to Z. And A is when I purpose in my heart, 2 Corinthians 9. A is as I purpose in my heart to be a giver, to be a sower, God gives seed to the sower as I purpose in my heart. So I can't start in greatness just with the seed. I can't start with greatness at the harvest. I've got to start with greatness as I even seek to purpose my heart. So that's where we say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Lord, how do you want me to sow? All right, I know the tithe, and I know that I need to be given over and above the tithe, which is my offering. Where do you want me to sow that offering? How do you want, how much do you want me to sow that offering? What is your greatness even this day in seed time and harvest? Mm -hmm. But then we also believe in greatness mm -hmm. for that harvest and we move in those harvesting. So as you give today, don't just believe in greatness for the harvest. See, I think a lot of times all we're doing is we're just believing for the harvest, but we're not believing in greatness from the from the beginning of it, which is where we purpose in our heart. Yeah, uh, there was actually, I remember one time we, like, uh, we got a harvest. Like, I, I forget what exactly happened, but, like, something came in, and I'm just, like, dancing, praising God, like, giving yeah. him the glory. And he was yeah. like, why don't you do that when you sow it? 
Yeah. I'm like, Great I don't know. Question. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. a, that's a really good question. It's like, why don't you have that same kind of joy whenever you're sowing it? Because you know that it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. You know? God is not mocked, whatever man says. Does that mean you're going to dance to the altar at, on Sunday service? You're going to dance to it? I just called you on the carpet. You just called me on the carpet. <laughs> I don't have a choice now. But yeah. isn't that yeah. something? Isn't yeah. something that we wouldn't, yeah. like, we'll accept that as a good word, but mm -hmm. then, again, that's yeah. intention. It's true. But, but not the other. And then everybody's yeah. going to be wondering, if they didn't watch Lunch Plus, they'll be wondering, like, what People is, gonna be up? Dancing. What is <laughs> up with Buddy? Hey. It's like, Praise yeah. God. What is up with Buddy? You're very rhythmic. Like, you're a very rhythmic human. Uh, uh, uh. I don't know what that means, but thank you. <laughs> but, just, but just do you have that same sense of excitement and joy yes. when you receive it or when you give it as when you receive it? Yeah. Do we walk in the faith that understands yeah. the harvest is already ours before yeah. we, as soon as we made it up in our heart that yeah. we were going to sow it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if we did, we would dance in yeah. that way yeah i'm just gonna amen <laughs> like all that's in my head as y'all are talking is i'm imagining a seed like i have a visual of a seed and then i have a visual of a cucumber and you know when you hold the seed that you plant to get a cucumber you may not see what's all inside it but yeah. when you reap that cucumber you ha you don't just get a cucumber you get a cucumber but then also a multitude of seeds within yes. that cucumber yes. so the thing that you're sowing you're not just getting it back you're getting it back so much bigger yes. than you ever did when you sowed yes. it so when we sow you know i think we would dance more if we realized what the seed yes. was what if it was produce. a reality to us yes. it's not a reality because we've not meditated on it we don't know the word on it yeah. We don't know the greatness that's involved. Yeah. I get excited. You know, like I, I, you know, yesterday we were talking about, you know, okay, have you ever sown as much in the body of Christ as what you paid for your TV or your car, or your, you know, different yeah. things? Why would you pay more for one of those than you would for the kingdom of God eternally, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so last year, specifically, Lord put it on Nicole and I's heart to sow the biggest seed we'd ever sown. And, but we didn't have that much. <laughs> so we believed God for, mm -hmm. actually, we sowed a seed to have a bigger seed, yeah. which is what you're talking about. So yeah. mm -hmm. we sowed what we had. We took yeah. what was in our hand, sowed mm -hmm. what we had in our hand. Mm -hmm. We received a large harvest, which yeah. gave us a big seed. Yeah. That big seed then could be planted. It was the biggest one we'd ever given in our life. I'm telling you, as we wrote that checkout, Nicole and I were back here, and uh, we wrote that checkout. We were crying. This is before service, knowing that as we give it, like, Lord, thank you. You have provided. It moved us. Yeah. It, and not because we were losing it. We weren't losing yeah. it. We were excited to be investing in the kingdom of God. We were so excited and so blessed. God had held true to his word. He had given us what we asked so that we could sow it into yeah. the kingdom. Yeah. Oh, man, we were excited, yeah. excited about that. Yeah. And uh, that's when it comes a reality to you, everything changes. And I'll tell you, when finances, sowing and reaping becomes a reality to you, everything changes with it. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the other thing. Everything in the kingdom changes with it too. Amen. Yeah. Everything changes in the mm -hmm. kingdom. Yeah. And uh, you look at it differently. Amen.
Glory to God. So, uh, Father, right now, we just, every, I've already seen as people have sown, uh, you're welcome to sow right now. And Lord, anybody who's sowing uh, because of this broadcast today, Lord, whether we can see it or not, let every seed, Lord, we esteem every seed. We esteem every seed in Jesus' name. Father, bring them out of financial hardship. Let them be the lender and not the borrower, according to your word. And Lord, I have courage that you're going to do exactly that. Lord, remove all debt from their life supernaturally in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, move things into place and move things out of place as need be. Yeah so that they can be positioned yes. for your abundance Thank you. in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, bless them above measure, above what's normal in the world. Lord, bless them above average, above mediocrity. Lord, bless them according to the level of heaven's multiplication of your heart's desire for them. Lord, bless them, bless them, bless them. In the name of Jesus, let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Let it be multiplied supernaturally according to their heart of cheerfulness and abounding, Lord. Thank you, Father, for it. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Glory to God. We just, we love you. We thank you for being with us today. It's going to be a great, great uh, weekend. Come join us tonight at prayer, 6 p.m. to midnight. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And uh, amen. I see those uh, seeds that are coming in right now. Glory to God. Yeah. Kevin said, blessed beyond measure, filled beyond full. Amen. amen. Running over. You got it. Yeah. You got it. Glory to God. So we just praise you. We praise God for you. Thank you for being uh, with us at Lunch Plus this week. Thank you for sharing your lunch with us. And uh, we just give God glory for what he's doing in your life and what he's about to do right Amen. now. Do you receive what he's about to do in your life? Amen. Amen. And uh, I don't know where we're going. Maybe it's going to the camera's going on you. But uh, do you have any idea? I, you know, I don't. <laughs> I realized halfway through we didn't figure out an outro. So we're just going to super wing it, but <laughs> we're just really excited that you've been with us this week. Make sure that you join us next Monday. We're going to be back with another brand new episode of Lunch Plus. Share the broadcast. Make sure that you set a reminder. We've got brand new episodes coming out each and every single day, each and every single weekday, and we're just excited to give them to you. Next week, we're going to be having, kicking off Monday with What's Good. We're going to have some challenges going on. It's going to be such a great and exciting week. Fresh new content, better and better. And if you have anything that you would like to see us do, anything you think would be funny, anything you'd like to see us eat, as clearly we're eating weird things, just send it to us. Go to whatsright.com, W-R-I-G-H-T. Send us messages on there, prayer requests, questions, anything you've got, we want to hear from you. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for being a part of this with us. Truly, we could not and would not do this without y'all. We give this to you, sow this to you because we love you and we believe in you and who you're called to be. Join us next week. It's going to be a great one. Have a good weekend. And if you're in Stanley County, near Stanley County, I mean, y'all, you've got like four hours, four and a half hours to get here for <laughs> 6 p.m. prayer tonight. 
Start driving. It's going to be worth it. Your life will change. The Lord has said specifically about tonight's prayer night that those who honor him, he will honor. Honor the Lord. Be here tonight and you will receive honor on your life. It's going to be such a good one. We're excited about it, but we'll see you Monday, 1145 for Lunch Plus. Have a good weekend.